0: Can Anxiety Be Overcome? When we think about things like anxiety, a helpful starting point is to be able to put them in some context or find a frame of reference for thinking about them. Because is anxiety something like an external virus that we want to kind of resist and ward off and distance from? Or is it actually an aspect of being human? Is it something that actually we're all almost equipped with rather than being some affliction uh, is is it something that's rather useful or is it is it somewhere in the middle is it maybe something that we're equipped with but it's it's not actually useful maybe it's just a kind of a cross we have to bear as such and there's sort of better and worse ways of dealing with it so there's probably some different opinions on this that uh, that you'll have from from your own experience certainly when you're experiencing uh, Anything near acute anxiety, you're going to tend to uh, say rather strongly that this is not good, this is not adaptive, and I want it gone. And I think I completely respect that. However, if we broaden the frame a little bit and ask ourselves the question, well, is anxiety ever useful? Why do we have it? We can see fairly quickly and relatively easily that yes, well, look, it is certainly adaptive. We want to have the capacity to feel stressed or to feel afraid in situations that are not good for us the fight or the flight response or freezing sometimes uh, are useful responses in certain circumstances so it is in that sense part of us it is an aspect of, of who we are and usually approaching it that way does make it a little easier to deal with that by no means Uh, means that there isn't significant work that needs to be done, and it can be challenging at times. But it's a very different thing to appreciate that there's work to be done and to do it versus to maybe categorize a part of who we are as something that isn't a part of who we are and then try and battle it, but then never really achieve that goal because we're trying to resist a deeper part of who we are. It, It just gets very complicated then at a certain level. So can anxiety be overcome? Well, It can be reduced and sometimes eliminated but that's different than saying it can be removed because to remove it wouldn't really make sense given that our very adrenal system which gives you that rush of adrenaline that sense of cortisol in our system our entire uh, sympathetic nervous system is in fact designed around this so it is literally built in to our very physiology our mind, our perceptual and attentional systems, all of this has it built in with the assumption that it's a useful system. So you're not really going to remove that as a system, but what you certainly can do are find ways of perceiving the world that make it much less necessary for that to be triggered. If you are worried about things a lot, if you're in your own mind, allowing the imagination to really inflame the challenges to make them even more bigger and significant in your own mind, that tends to be the equivalent of watching the horror film on TV rather than um, a comedy or rather than even something which is maybe challenging but not really scary like a horror film. Because although we know the horror film isn't real on some level, we kind of forget that, and our sympathetic nervous system kicks in, and all of that anxiety, etc., is there then as a way of dealing with the apparent threat that's there. So your system doesn't want to take the risk of not giving you anxiety if it seems that you need anxiety. It would rather you have anxiety and don't need it than uh, not have it if you do need it, because for survival, that's usually, traditionally, historically, and by that I mean over thousands of years, was a useful mechanism that got your ancestors to this point and that's why you're here right now so if you think of anxiety over the course of thousands of years and you average it out it's probably actually been really really efficient and effective however ironically the better we do sometimes the more that that safety feature becomes a problem because now it's not really a fit uh, for the the kind of lifestyle that we're living today necessarily so it can be a bit tricky so yes, by managing thoughts, by focusing maybe more on what you want rather than on what you don't, by managing attention, your relationship with your body, etc., all the stuff we're focusing on, that can definitely help to reduce and in many cases eliminate, but that doesn't mean you're removing the anxiety necessarily and there's going to be massive individual differences as to the level of improvement that's possible here. So Changing how much is there to begin with is one thing. The other thing to recognize is that, regardless of how low stress levels can be brought, is that even if they're there to some degree, they can be harnessed and they can be used. You know, as part I work with anxiety is one of my main areas of specialization, but one of the interesting kind of side applications of anxiety and stress work is working with stage performers, working with athletes, working with people like that who have to kind of go on at a certain point. And some people, it's true, will manage to feel relatively relaxed about a performance, let's say public speaking or a live broadcast or something like that. You know, there are people who can do that. Um, You don't really need to achieve that. But there are some people who are rather the opposite, that they'll have actually a good bit of stress about them. But what they get very good at doing is kind of diverting that energy into their performance and channeling in that way. Now, it does depend, granted to some degree, what it is you're doing. There are some types of things that lend themselves to that a bit more. I remember in a a psychology book years ago seeing a list of the various different uh, sports and kind of the level of adrenaline or emotional arousal that it's appropriate or okay to have before them. And things like rugby were up much higher. Things like snooker were down much lower on the list. So there are, of course, individual differences in terms of just the physicality of it, how steady you're going to need to be, attention, etc. But a lot of the time, to at least some degree, because you know, these feelings are going to be there probably to some degree if we're going to be doing something important, they can be kind of recognized and diverted and almost sublimated. Sublimation is a word of taking. Something which is maybe an impulse which isn't an appropriate impulse for the moment you're in, but channeling it into something else like uh, art or creativity, for example, rather than it being destructive. So I wouldn't quite go as far as sublimation, I think, when talking about anxiety, because that would presume that we're saying anxiety is inherently negative to begin with or is inappropriate. And I don't necessarily agree in advance that that's true. It may be in the circumstance, of course. But This idea of diverting and bringing the energy of those feelings into something useful could be good. So that can be another thing you can do. So maybe you're shifting your perspective so there's a little bit less of it, but to the degree there's some there, you're also kind of owning that and saying, okay, let me use that to actually help me focus on the person I'm communicating with in the case of social anxiety. If we have concern about work, let me of take that energy like a judo move for the force against you you're kind of taking that and using it to your advantage and let me focus then on putting that into the work i'm going to be doing and doing a good job of it and kind of harnessing that energy in that direction so this is interesting because if you do that and if you get good at doing that well then you're kind of in a win-win because if you don't have much anxiety right and if you have anxiety, brilliant, that's fuel to harness and to, to put into what you're doing. Now, of course, granted, at a certain level, that might be, might be tricky to do. But usually when you lean into the anxiety in that way, you start to get rather good at doing that. So like a captain of a ship at sea, really the best attitude to have, you know, if somebody says, well, what, what weather do you need to have at sea? When well, you go, well, of course, got my preferences, but whatever the weather is, that's what I'll work with. You know, because it might be stormy one day, higher anxiety. It might be calmer one day, just nice weather, a greater sense of ease. But really the skill of sailing well and the skill of just getting through life well is to really work with what's there rather than what we want to be there. Of course, we're trying to bridge things forward. We're trying to sail into the kind of water and weather that we'd like. But you can only get to where you'd like to be via where you are. So recognizing that and appreciating that uh, makes all the difference, really. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe, and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf, or on jfl.com.